Good evening and welcome to all as we gather on this very somber, serious, and yet we always keep our eyes focused at the victory that we have in Christ. So this journey of Lent is to be a time of, of uh, penance and sorrow, but also of joy and anticipation. Ash Wednesday. It sends us out into the wilderness in a state of humility. The Israelites were humbled by 40 years of wandering in the desert. Jesus confronts his temptations after fasting for 40 days and then taken out to the wilderness. The prophets often reminded the Israelites that in forgetting the wilderness experience, in which they relied on the daily manna provided by Yahweh, they would drift away and forget the covenant and the promise of the Lord. Likewise, our 40-day Lenten quest is serious. It is somber. We must deal with our fears and uncertainties of life. It is in hiding from fear and uncertainty that we attempt to make ourselves gods, by assuring ourselves that we are powerful and have all the answers to life. Oh, how foolish. Also, how deadly. Instead, we are to humbly come before God, broken and fragile, seeking from God himself what only he can provide, forgiveness of sins and life eternal with him forever. As we will hear in the first reading for today, the prophet Joel calls on the people of God to declare a time of fasting and penitence so that they will return to God. This sets the focus for the observance of Lent. It is to be a special time to return to God by recalling the covenant, the relationship we have with him, that he will be our God and we are to be his people. We also are called to rededicate ourselves to him. And to live in that relationship. Today, you will hear the sound of the shofar. Perhaps for the very, very first time. I'll never forget the time I heard it. There's a, a certain sound, a resonance that comes out that is very stirring. You see, the shofar is a Jewish musical instrument made by removing marrow from the horn of a ram, sheep, or goat. And while the shofar makes a beautiful trumpet-like sound that resonates throughout the synagogue, it is much more than a simple musical instrument. Indeed, for Jewish people of all walks of life, the shofar is a spiritual tool that awakens their souls, providing a primal form of prayer during the highest holy days of the year. The history of the shofar dates back many thousands of years with explicit references to it in the Bible. Perhaps the most dramatic moment in, the, in Jewish history was when the shofar was blown as Moses ascended Mount Sinai to receive the Ten Commandments. 
During the times of the first and second holy temples, shofars were used were with, along with trumpets to mark important occasions and ceremonies. The Torah, God's word, was given to Israel with the sound of a shofar. Israel was victorious in the battle of Jericho with the blast of a shofar. It was sounded to signal the assembly of the Israelites during war. The shofar was used during the coronation of kings. It was sounded to announce the beginning of festivals. The shofar is a reminder that God is sovereign. The sounding of the shofar is a signal for the call to repentance. When we hear the shofar, our minds and hearts need to go to where our forefathers' minds and hearts went when they sat at Sinai. We will do and we will hear. Also translated, we will do everything that the Lord has said. And apparent from God's word that the shofar is an old instrument and it's been used throughout history and will be used on the great day of the Lord when he returns again. You will see words that will appear on the screen before you. These are not just words for Ash Wednesday and Lent, but they are to be attitudes and actions we are to have and to do to prepare our hearts.
Joel means Yahweh is God in Hebrew. Joel prophesied in Judah, in Jerusalem, and most scholars think that he operated around the year 500 B.C. after the return from the exile. 
Judah and Jerusalem were visited by unusually severe season of drought, followed by a visitation of locusts. The prophet Joel was a witness to this disastrous plague. He exhorts the people now to fast, to pray, to mourn. For he sees in the present visitation the figure or forerunner of a more terrible catastrophe. The day of Yahweh, the day of the Lord. He is the first of the prophets to describe the signs and woes that will precede the final day of reckoning, the last judgment. What we hear as our Ash Wednesday first reading is Joel's call to repent and to hear the call of the shofar. Hear God's gracious invitation. A reading from Joel chapter 2. Yet even now, says the Lord, return to me with your whole heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your hearts, not your garments, and return to the Lord your God. For gracious and merciful is he, slow to anger, rich in kindness, and relenting in punishment. Perhaps he will again relent and leave behind him a blessing, Offerings and libations for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Proclaim a fast. Call an assembly. Gather the people together. Notify the congregation. Assemble the elders. Gather the children and the infants at the breast. Let the bridegroom quit his room and the bride her chamber. Between the porch and the altar, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep. Then the Lord was stirred to concern for his land and took pity on his people. This second reading tells us to make this time of Lent a time for reconciliation with God, with Christ, with others, and within ourselves. This Lent is our acceptable time, our day of salvation. From 2 Corinthians chapter 5. So we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We beseech you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Working together with him, then, we entreat you not to accept the grace of God in vain. For he says, at the acceptable time, I have listened to you. 
and helped you on the day of salvation. gospel that will be read today is of basic importance for a Lenten journey. The gospel tells us to be religious and practice good works for internal spiritual reasons and not to put on a show for others. This lesson emphasizes three basic aspects of our journey through Lent and in our lives. Helping others, praying, and fasting. This is our Lenten journey. Please rise for the reading of the gospel. Beware of practicing your piety before men in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give alms, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by men. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, you must not like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by men. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by men. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by men, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. The Gospel of our Lord. And we continue now with the profession of our faith using the Nicene Creed. And here at One Scene, we don't use the Nicene Creed often. But when we get to the second article of the creed, you will see a greater description of the passion of Jesus Christ, who is the focus of our Lenten journey. So together, we profess the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of the Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men 
and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and who sits at the right hand of the Father and he shall come again with glory to judge the quick and the dead whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. You may be seated. Above all powers, above all kings, above all nature and all created things, above all wisdom and all ways of man, Trampled on the ground, you took the fall. 
As a child, I remember, well, going out and about on a Nash Wednesday, and I'd see these strange-looking things on people's forehead. I don't know if you had that experience. I did not get it. I did not understand it. But the older I've become, the more aware I am of the significance of this day. In the book of Genesis, we're told that from dust we had our beginning, and to dust will be our end. But the good news, and that's why when we put ashes on, it's going to be in the sign of a cross. It is because of Christ crucified and risen for your sins and my sins that we have a hope that goes way beyond what this world can offer. And so, we are going to be doing what's called the imposition of ashes. And that just means coming forward and we're going to place the sign of the cross using ashes on your, your forehead. And maybe for you, maybe as a child when you were baptized, you received the sign of the Holy Cross upon the forehead and on your heart as one who is redeemed. Well, you're going to get that same cross on your forehead. It is a sign, a symbol of the greatest gift of all, the sacrifice of Jesus for our forgiveness. So we're going to have three stations up here, and so feel free during the song as the Spirit moves you to come forward. And uh, just ask one thing, if you do have bangs, it is always helpful if you just kind of move them aside. If not, we will do that for you. Um, but this is a very sacred moment where we uh, celebrate this God who loves us so much. May God bless our time together. Where the dearest and best 
I will cling to the old rugged cross. 
change it someday for a crown To the old rugged cross I will never be true It's shame and reproach gladly bear Then he'll call me someday To my home far away his glory forever I'll share so I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I'll lay down I will claim Exchange it someday for a crown. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross Till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross And exchange someday for a crown His glory forever I'll share. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I'll lay down. Well, I will clean. Exchange it someday for a crown. I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown.
Let us pray. Good and gracious God, as we ponder your activity throughout history, we thank you that you have always shown up. You have shown up in, in profound and beautiful ways. And as we sit here today, as we um, have the mark of the cross upon our foreheads, it is the greatest sign and symbol of how you have shown up for us personally. Thank you for your son. Thank you for all that he has done for us at Calvary 2,000 years ago. But right here, right now, in 2023, your love never fails. Your love is eternal. Your love is life-changing. Your love will see us through our life, and your love will see us through this season of Lent. May your Holy Spirit call each and every one of us to have moments of quiet and silence and reflection on, yes, our sin, but more importantly, on your mercy for all of humanity. So thank you. Thank you that we can gather in your house today and that you will be with us for eternity. Father, we pray all of these things in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. And we now continue to pray the prayer that he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We continue now in the worship service with the celebration of the Lord's Supper, Holy Communion. And for Christians uh, throughout the world, we celebrate a God who personally has made himself known to us. And we see him in his word, the scriptures. We also see and experience him in this beautiful meal. In preparation for that, I would like to encourage you to confess with me our sinfulness and our need for a savior. Let's share the words that are on the screen. Most merciful God, truly dust we are, and to dust we shall return. Help this to be a time of contemplation, a time to begin again. Through the 40 days of Lent, help us to follow you and to find you in the discipline of praying and in the calling of caring in whatever we deny ourselves and whatever we set ourselves to learn or do. Help us to discover you in our lowliness and in community, in our emptiness and our fulfillment, in our sadness and our laughter. Help us to find you when we ourselves are lost. Help us to follow you on the journey to Jerusalem, 
to the waving palm of the people's hope, to their rejection, to the cross and empty tomb. Help us to perceive new growth amid the ashes of the old. Help us, carrying our cross, to be signs of your kingdom. Amen. And the words we need to hear more than anything is that your sins are forgiven. Every single one of them. And yes, our sin is great, but God's mercy and grace is greater. And that forgiveness is for you today and tomorrow and forever. We now continue with Holy Communion. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread, and after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. And in the same way also he took the cup after supper, and after he'd given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament of my blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. We continue now with the distribution of the Lord's Supper.
I won't take for granted the sacrifice that set me free. I hunger and thirst for your love. Come fill me today. Cause this is the body. This is the body, this is the blood, well, I will remember everything, Lord, all that you've done for me, I won't take for granted the sacrifice that set me free. Now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, may it empower you for life, for ministry, for mission, all for the glory of God. Go in his name and in his love. Amen. And I'm going to share with you the blessing, uh, just a, an invitation. 
Um, I know weather is out there, so you want to be careful. But if you would like to stay here for a while afterward for a time of prayer, um, to meditate upon the grace and mercy of God, uh, we're not going to push you out. So you could stay as long as you like. And uh, if you would like to also see the shofar and what that is, uh, Fred, I know, is willing to kind of let you take a peek at it. Uh, what a beautiful instrument that has served God's people for generations. And what a gift for us today. Receive now the blessing of our Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Please stand. The splendor of a king Clothed in majesty Let all the earth rejoice Let all the earth rejoice He wraps himself in light Darkness tries to hide and trembles at his voice and trembles at his voice. How great is our God? Hey, sing with me. How great is our God? And all will see how great, how great is our God. From age to age he stands, and time is in his hands, beginning and the end, beginning and the end. The Godhead three in one, Father, Spirit, Son, the Lion and the Lamb, the Lion and the Lamb. How great is our God, so sing with me, how great is our God, and all will see how great, how great is our God, how great is our God, so sing with me, how great is our God, and all will see how great, how great is our God. The name above all names, and worthy of all praise, my heart will sing how great, how great is our God. our God, and all will see how great, how great is our God. And name above all names, worthy of all praise, my heart will sing how great, how great is our God together. The name above all names, worthy of all praise, my heart will sing how great, how great.
Go in peace and serve the Lord.